You're listening to The Fashion Detour, presented by J-Tribe. I'm very excited today because we have a special guest. Her name is Hanshi Malecki, and she is a soul styler. So, hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank God. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, I wanted to know, what does a soul styler mean? So, to start out with, what I do is I do color palettes, and I do styling. I do personal shopping um, and everything that comes under the styling category. Um, The reason why I call myself the soul styler specifically and not just the color styler is because I really like to work from the inside out instead of the outside in. What that means is when I have a client who comes to me, before looking at their coloring, before studying their tone, before picking out my swatches, you know, and trying to decipher where, you know, what tone their skin tone is, I sit down with them and I talk to them. And I usually have my clients bring in something, a picture or an item of clothing or something that they love. Um, and some pictures of things that they really, really don't like. And I look through these things with them, and I see what it is that they love, what it is that catches their eye, what it is that makes them tick. Uh, It gives me a good sense of their personality and what I would say is their soul. It gives me a depth of understanding of who this person is and what it is that they love and what it is that they want to be wearing and surrounded by. And that's my starting point. And then with that information, I go and, you know, look at their their coloring and their tone and their body shape and texture and pattern, all kinds of things that every single person is made of. But I'm starting with a lot of understanding of who the person is. And I use that information all throughout the process. So what I come up with in the end is a really comprehensive color palette and styling that is very, very, very specific to this person. That's really interesting. So how did your interest in the field begin? So I have seven sisters, and I was always the one who was shopping for everyone. And, you know, anytime somebody had an occasion, I would take some pieces of fabric and I would, you know, even as a young girl before I knew how to sew, I would take safety pins and I would pin together a fabulous outfit. And it just was always something that I, you know, I knew somehow I knew how to do. Um, I always had a discernment to see the difference between something that was good and better, you know, or or the the slight differences between, you know, an outfit just being a little off or a color being a little off. I could always see it. I could also feel it on myself. I was very color sensitive and style sensitive as a young girl even. And um, so as I got older, I just kind of started developing that. I went to fashion school for a little while, and then I studied image consulting, and then in the end decided to do color consulting and styling, and um, I finished up with a degree in that. So where did you get and, your degree from? Um, okay, so I studied fashion design in FIT, and I studied image consulting in FIT. They don't have a color program. So I studied in a school called Color Designers International, which is a school in Northern California. I went to school about 15 years ago. Um, Yeah, 15 years ago in September. Um, And I studied under women who 
you know, are no longer alive. They were the the masters in their field, and they studied under um, Suzanne Cagle, who was the woman who developed the specific um, method of color styling. And they had taught in her school when she was alive, and that they continued um, this education. The school's still around, but there's there's different teachers now. What was that? What was the name of the school? It was called Color Designers International. Color Designers International. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really interesting to me the whole idea of the psychology of color. You know how it makes people feel, how it makes different mm-hmm. people feel. Do you find that it has a lot to do with the person's own experiences with that color? So there's definitely um, certain colors that have um, emotional reactions, um, like certain tones of greens that some people love and other people, even if it looks really good on them, they associate with, you know, vomit or (laughs) things like that and they won't look at it. Um, But other colors, you know, don't have as much of a strong emotional reaction. I do find that the colors and the tones that look good on people, people are kind of more naturally attracted to, even if they don't, even if they haven't fine-tuned it. But when it comes down to it, you know, I have, I have clients bring in some clothing and jewelry and different things so I can see what they have. And I usually find that, you know, the majority of what they bring is in mostly, you know, in the, the right kind of idea. Or the clients that come to me and say, you know, I literally have nothing. I don't feel good in any of my clothes. Those are clients who have very, very specific colors, and they just don't, like, the regular clothing in the stores is just not their colors, and really they find nothing available for themselves. So they know what they need, and they're not finding it. You know, so I find that people, our eye is attracted to what we like and what looks good on us. So even though they're not aware, even though they're not aware that that's the color that that looks necessarily that's their uh, color per se, they somehow gravitate towards it anyway. Exactly. Yes. Nine times out of ten. So how can you describe your process? Like take me through, walk me through what you do. Okay, so a color consultation, sorry, Um, a client will come in, and again, before they come in, I make sure that they're not wearing a bright color, um, which could kind of throw the colors off. They're not wearing heavy makeup, which again, I can't see their skin tone if they are. And I have them bring clothing, things that they love, things that they bought and they never wear and they don't know why, or things that they bought and they just do not like it. Um, And then pictures or items of things that they love. And it could be, I mean, I've seen the largest range of items that people bring in. And it's very telling. You know, if somebody has to bring in one or two or even five pictures of things that they love, those things that they pick tells a lot, a, a big story about who this person is. And I start with that. And I talk to them and I get to know them a little bit. And I ask them specific questions about what kind of colors they like and what they're attracted to and what they don't like. And then I show them pictures you know, or swatches of different colors and different color tones, and I see, you know, which one their eyes go to. So I I really start by letting my client direct me instead of having my imposed opinion upon them. I, I go from there. And then whether I agree with it or I don't agree with it, I have a starting point, and then I show them 
either why, yes, it totally works for them or why what I'm showing them is a little bit better option for them. And then I show the comparison to them and they usually see it very clearly. Um, Throughout this process, I try to figure out what season somebody is. There's four seasons and each season has a different kind of energy. Um, The people, you know, who kind of fall into each of these seasons will have certain similarities even though there's it's not just four seasons, there's four seasons, but then within each season, there's tons and tons of sub seasons, meaning, you know, the first day of winter is much more related to autumn than it is to winter. And the last day of winter, you know, is starting to get into spring. So the colors are going to be a little bit more, more similar to spring. And again, the same thing with spring, the first day of spring will be more related to winter. And then the end of spring will be more related to summer. So even within each season, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of subtypes. Um, and different people, you know, can be the same season and look completely different and their colors can be completely different, but it does help me and it gives the client some direction in terms of styling and certain things to help find their season. Then I build a color palette. Um, I start with the skin tone usually, and I match the skin tone and I show, I mean, you can see very clearly how the, you know, the swatches of um, a fabric that I have matches the skin tone perfectly. And then I find all the colors that are on the skin tone, um, the pinks and the yellows and the, you know, whatever, whatever olives, whatever tone people have. Um, I match the hair. Um, I match the person's eyes and all of the colors that I can find in their eyes, all the colors I can find in their hair. Um, I look at the client's veins. I look at any, you know, red spots that they have on their, on their body. All of these colors are colors that make up a person. And that's the mm-hmm. starting point of the palette. Um, we call those the natural colors. So if I was to do a mini palette, that's what I would do. I would just do skin tone, hair, and eyes. Um, and in that, you know, I find the person's red. You know, every person has a red that they have in their own tone. Um, they're pinks. They're, you know, whites. Um, all these kind of things. And, and then from there, I build the rest of the palette of colors that match those colors. The idea of this is that every person is made up of color. And when we get dressed in the morning, we think to match our outfit to each other. And we think to match our top to the, the bottom. We should think to match our shoes to our outfit and our accessories to what we're wearing. But do we, do we think of ourselves having to match our clothing? And we're made up of as much color as our clothing is made up of. And the, best, the way to look the best and feel the best is by taking our own coloring and matching it and enhancing it and wearing things that work with it as opposed to fighting it. So I build a, you know, a specific palette unique to that client. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we talk about styling. I look at their body and their body shape and their texture that they have in their hair and pattern that they have in their face and line movement. You know, some people have more, roundness and some people have more angles and some people have more horizontal lines or some more vertical lines. All of those things need to be translated in the lines that you wear in your glasses and in your clothing and in your accessories and, you know, all of these things wearing what, you know, what you have in yourself will make you look good and will kind of just bring out what you have naturally instead of fighting against it. I like that a lot because they always, people always say, and I agree with it, that you shouldn't, your clothing shouldn't wear you. Yes. So 
Exactly. And the way you're describing it is you're not you're not getting lost. You're the springboard no. for yes. you know your 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 wardrobe. This is not like yes, exactly. Yeah. And do you? And this is from experience. I used to work in a uh, gown and evening wear store. And mm-hmm. people would come in and they would say, I would say, oh, what color do you want your gown? It was a, you know, custom, they had custom, you know, gowns. And I would say, oh, what color do you want? And they would say, oh, I have my color palette and these are the colors that look good on me. And they didn't really want to sway from their, their palette. So do you ever mm-hmm. see it as being a hindrance to people for not, you know, exploring all the possibilities? How do you, how do you feel about that? Okay, so I actually think that getting your palette done gives you more freedom. Because when you know, and it's not just knowing, you see it. When I show somebody what the best white is for them, I'm not just showing them what their white is. I'm comparing it. I'm showing them this is the difference between a very, very subtle difference of white and usually... You know, I'll pick something and then I'll say, okay, you tell me which one you like better. And I'll hold it up against their face and I'll show them in the mirror. And they always pick the one that I like. And it's because <laughs> it's better for them. <laughs> so when somebody has a palette of colors, you know, I don't like to see it as like spoon feeding somebody. I like to see it as teaching. Mm-hmm. That okay. when you have your palette, you see, you're, you're taught, and you can see it yourself. You know, it's not... It's, it's not um, not just my opinion, you know, there's a science and there's a process that goes along with it and people see it. You see it very, very clearly. And the more that you wear your colors, the better you feel. And the more that you can invest in pieces because you're a hundred percent sure that this is going to work for you and you can wear it forever, you know, and it's the same thing with a wedding gown. You know, I see people all the time who look good everywhere. They look good every day because on a regular occasion, you know, they're shopping and they're buying things that, you know, work, work well for them. And then when they're going to buy a wedding dress, which, they, which they've never done before, they just are a little overwhelmed and that they don't end up looking good on their wedding day. I know we all, can, we all know people who look much better, in, you know, on a regular day than, than on their wedding day. And I find that if you know in advance the colors and you know a style that works for you and you know what weight of fabric you should be wearing and what weight of fabric you should be avoiding, you have the tools that even if you've never bought a wedding dress before, you have the tools to be able to be discerning between what could work and what could not work before you even try something on. So just to clarify, it, it could be a lot of different when you give someone, when you say, okay, these are the colors that could look good on you and the different weight of the fabric, there are a lot of, there, there are a lot of choices within that, meaning they yes. have a lot yes. of colors. It's not like you're saying, okay, yes. you can only wear green, blue, and white, and that's it. No, 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 no. Well, okay, I've had, in general, some people can wear more colors than other people. Some people have much more specific colors and have less you know, it does, it does happen. But right. in general, I try to give as many possible color options as a person can have. And even with, with white, you know, there are a lot of different kinds of whites that a person can wear, and I'll give them all of them. So they can decide themselves if they want to go a little lighter or a little more ivory or a little more pink, and they have the range of those colors, and they can make a decision based on that. But they see very clearly that this is a color that is better for them than some of the other color options. 
Yeah, and I know also that the fabrics very much, depending on the fabric, the color could be totally different. Right, um, right. So I don't know how so that... That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. But I, part of what I tell my clients is to use their eyes. I have something called the blink test, which is amazing. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I have a tutorial and one of my highlights. So yes, what you do is... Yeah, okay. So what, basically the premise of it is that you know, I'm giving you your colors, I'm giving your style, and sometimes things are, you know, different. Sometimes there are patterns, that, new patterns that come out or new tones of colors that come out that might be slightly different than your colors, but, like, close enough that it looks like you could probably wear it. So you stand in front of a mirror, you put it against yourself, make sure that there's no other colors that you can see, and you close your eyes, and then you open them. And what do you see? Do you see yourself or do you see the color and the fabric? If you see yourself, it means that the color and the style and the fabric is enhancing you. And if you see the fabric, it means that you're getting lost and it's wearing you. And the general idea of this, again, like I'm trying to teach my clients how to make their own decisions and how to see things, you know, the way that they're, they're meant to be in, in, in a, yeah. In, in a good way, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that it's to highlight them instead of, you know, wearing their clothing, wearing them. So, you know, there are obviously, you know, variations of color and variations of fabrics. But in general, you know, some clients, you know, can wear certain whites, but they don't do well in shiny fabrics. And other clients do well in, you know, do well in just shiny fabrics. And those are things that we talk about um, and that they see. You know, I have ver- a lot of variations of fabrics and I have... Um, a lot of things that I'm working with. And, and the idea is to show every single person what is working and what is not working. I'm not telling them. I'm showing them. And by showing them, they see it very clearly, the difference between something that's bad and good and good and better, you know? Right. And so you're giving them when the they tools. see the difference. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the idea. The idea is that they shouldn't need me. I mean, maybe for shopping in the future, but not for doing their colors again. Do you ever go with them shopping? Is that part of what you do? Um, so sometimes I do. I do a lot of online shopping, um, especially with CS clothing. I found in the past that when I went um, clothing shopping with people, especially people who had, you know, more difficult sizing or more difficult coloring, that sometimes we would go shopping and they wouldn't find too much. You know, they had this, this idea that we were going to go shopping and buy them a whole new wardrobe. But because of the limitations of CS and the limitations of their own personal colorings, um, you know, we would go to a store that maybe would have their color and have their style and have their shape and that maybe wouldn't have anything to dance in that season. Um, and even when I would go ahead and, you know, try to make sure that certain stores would have, you know, the right things, things would be pulled out or things would be, you know, drawn. Um, and I found that, it, you know, people got a little frustrated with it and I got a little frustrated with it, especially living in Brooklyn and, you know, the closest shopping being the city, which is also a big schlep. So I really started doing a lot of online shopping, and I've had great success with it. What I do is I, um, I meet with a client. Um, we talk about what they want, usually go through their closet a little bit, um, figure out if there's anything in there we can alter, and then try to figure out what they need to build an easy, great, interesting, beautiful wardrobe. Um, and then I make a list of all the, you know, the priorities and their budget. And based on their budget, I also shop in different places. And then I start out with doing one hour of shopping for them. I send them links. Then mm. they, um, they buy what they, they buy everything that they like. And then once they get the items, I go over to their house or they send me pictures 
and I tell them what I think and they tell me, you know, what works and what doesn't. And then we kind of go from there. I'll do another hour and then the same kind of process. And I found um, that that actually was really, really good. Every once in a while I have a client who, you know, only wants to go to a store or who has a tricky size and actually we need to go, you know, to specific stores for them. And I do do that. Um, but, you know, again, like, like anything, it just depends on the individual clients. Yeah. And uh, I actually recently had a client, um, and she was on the search for casual things that she could wear to work. And I can definitely relate to this experience of, you know, going to the stores and as much as you're looking for something, it's always like that. You're looking for something specific yeah. and you can never find exactly what you're yeah. looking for. But if you go shopping yeah. and you don't have anything specific in mind, all of a sudden you find everything. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I, I encourage people that when they find a great dress, like for, you know, a wedding, even if they don't have a specific wedding coming up, that they should buy it. <laughs> it's always good to have the perfect thing in your closet that if something comes up, you don't have to go and compromise, you know, on the style or the color or anything. You could, you, you just have it. You can yeah. even alter it if you want and it's ready and waiting, you know, for the right occasion. That is a very makes good it easier. So do you think there are any universally flattering colors? So I do think that there are some universal, universal flattering colors. Um, there's a little bit of a difference of opinion, different stylists and color, um, colorists. I think that within most colors, people can wear some shade of it. Um, one color that I think that everybody would agree on is teal, that everybody can wear some version of teal. You know, some people can wear more of a navy teal. Some people can wear more of a green teal. Some people can wear more of a, you know, like true teal, like more of a blue teal. Um, but everybody, in gen- I think, can wear some some form of teal. Um, blush, everybody has a blush color. You know, some people it's a little warmer. Some people it's a drop mm. cooler. But everybody can wear some form of blush. Um, reds. Um, neutral reds are a little bit easier, you know, for kind of like if you're if you want a color that everyone can wear. Um, but then people who have cooler skin tone can wear, you know, cooler reds and people who have warmer skin tone can wear warmer reds. And then people who have neutral skin tone, you know, can wear more neutral reds. Um, some people say that eggplant is a universal color. I've seen people who look great in eggplant and I've seen people who I don't love it, you know, so I guess they could wear it and they could get away with it. But to me a universal color would be something that actually that, you know, you're not just wearing it and it doesn't look amazing, but that it actually, you know, can do something really amazing for you. Um, some people say navy, but I've had a couple clients who can't wear navy. <laughs> so I used to think that that was the universal color until I encountered those clients. It's, it's an almost universal color. Um, some people say watermelon, like that mm. kind of red. Um, it's more of a neutral red. So, yeah, it is easier for more people to wear. Um, is um, there maroon other? maroon considered a neutral red? So maroon, um, some shade of maroon is a neutral red, but not everybody can wear maroon. Mm. So when you say red, it could and a neutral red. That's like. So I mean a neutral red. There's so within each color, there's the warm of the color, 
the cool of the color and then the neutral of the color. The neutral of the color is like the perfect in, in the middle between warm and cool. Mm, okay. So some people, you know, have, have kind of like golden warm tone skin. Some people have, you know, purple, like pink, um, cool tone skin. And then some people's skin tone is right in the middle. You know, it's, I call it neutral because it kind of, it's not warm and it's not cool, but it's like somewhere kind of in the middle. So people who have neutral tone skin, um, they look best in neutral tone colors and specifically colors that, you know, match their skin tone, um, for them to be kind of like in the, in the middle of the spectrum. Um, and then, you know, when they, anytime they're selling like a red that everyone can wear, yeah. um, usually that red is in the neutral, is a neutral tone because have a little more, more warm tone can get away with that. People who have a little more cool tone can kind of get away with it. And the people who have neutral tone skin can wear it very well. Um, you know, so it kind of works a little bit better across the board. Though I do recommend that if you have warm tone skin, a warm red is going to be better for you. And if you have cool tone skin, a cool tone red is going to be better for you. Is the cool tone red with uh, with some blue in it? Is that? Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's okay. I think that there's some lipstick. I'm trying to remember the name. It's, I believe it's a MAC lipstick that's like a blue red that apparently everybody... Is very flattering on most skin tones, but um, but yeah, I'm excited to hear that teal. I love teal, so yeah, that's a, it's a, very, it's a good one. It's a good one. So, and in terms of what colors work best with each other, is it the two colors that are on the opposite sides of the color wheel? Okay, so there's different there's different kinds of color combinations. There's the colors that are next to each other on the color wheel. There are the colors that are across from each other on the color wheel, and the there are the colors on the color wheel that make up a triangle. So that's the triadic colors. So I recommend that people wear combinations of colors that they have in their own tone. So let's say somebody you know has olive tone skin and their hair color is like a little bit darker than that, which means that their own personal coloring would be those two colors that are next to each other in the, in the color wheel. So for them, they will look the most balanced with wearing those kind of combinations, not even just the colors that they have in themselves, but in general in their outfit. Other people, you know, who, let's say somebody who has pink skin tone, blue eyes and yellow hair. So that would make up a triadic, um, color combination, which is the the triangle on the color wheel. So people who have that kind of tone do really well wearing triadic colors, meaning wearing that combination, you know, of the blue, of the yellow, and of the pink together. Because again, that color balance, um, it balances them. And it kind of like translates from their own tone into their clothing. Um, So it really depends. You know, some people do well wearing a lot of colors at a time. Some people actually need to do more neutrals just with one color. Part of it, it depends on, you know, personal preference and and, and what a a client's skin tone is like and their own, you know, hair, eyes um, combination has in themselves. So well, a little more def- of a complicated science. Yeah, but I'm definitely learning a lot. So, and I think that the whole idea is very interesting that you're taking, you know, whatever's in them, their their skin tone, their hair color, their eye color, and then you you can actually see them. Hopefully, either they're together next to each other or they're across from each other, and then you work with those colors. So that's yeah. Um, 
Did I get it right? <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, good. This is a good question. When working with clients, how do you deal with the clients that are afraid to step out of their comfort zone? So what I said before about how I teach clients and show them instead of, you know, imposing my opinion on them, I've had a lot of clients who came in, you know, recently I had this client who said, the only season I don't want to be is the spring. And I took one look at her and she was obviously a spring and I said, oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do with this client? But in her mind, she had a perception, a specific perception of what it was that spring was and it, it wasn't actually you know, what spring was or what her kind of spring was. And I show people, you know, part of, it, you know, it is what they bring in that they show me that they love. It usually kind of goes back there. You know, I'll show them these colors and in comparison to, you know, even just a little bit of a different tone, they see it very, very clearly. So, you know, even if somebody's resistant at the beginning and they say, you know, that might be too bright for me, that's too dark for me, that's too... You know, it's not comfortable. It's not in my comfort zone. I show people that in comparison to what is in their comfort zone, and they see it very clearly that this is better. You know, so they might not wear it every day, but in their mind now they know what it does for them and how beautiful it looks on them, and eventually they might start incorporating it into their, you know, into their colors or into their makeup or, you know, maybe even a little bit in accessories, <laughs> um, you know, and at their, at their own pace. You know, there's no there's no rush or pressure. Yeah, for that. and it's true. The true, you know, you give them, you kind of give them the evidence and the proof so they can exactly, believe. exactly. It's you can't you can't argue with facts. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can't argue with something that obviously you know. And I'm not trying to convince them it looks better, even without me telling them that it's better. I have two colors that are similar, that are not exactly the same, that are maybe have a little bit of a different tone, and I put them next to their face and they look in the mirror and they see which one is better. You know, it's obvious to the naked eye which one is better for them, you know, when, when put like that in comparison. And, and they happens, see it. Yeah. And what happens when, when it comes to print? How does that play into um, a bunch of colors okay. together? Yeah. So, so in terms of prints with colors, you can definitely take a little more risks with prints. Prints, um, I, you, you know, I teach my clients to use the bling test for, because when you have a print, even if let's say somebody can't wear yellow, but a print has a little bit of yellow in it, but when you look at the print, you don't really see the yellow standing out or the yellow isn't against your face, you know, so it's not as prominent or it's, you know, it's not fighting with your skin tone because it's like, let's say on the bottom somewhere. Um, a print is really kind of like the overall look as opposed to the individual colors. And that's why I think that the blink test is so important. You know, so instead of my clients having to send me every single picture of every single print that they ever buy, they use the blink test and the blink test, you know, gives them the information that they need, that the color and the pattern is not fighting against them. Though there are, you know, even within patterns, there are rules based on a person's own texture and, you know, pattern that they have in themselves. For example, somebody who has very, very curly hair they can wear, you know, a pattern that has a lot of texture in it. You know, and the same client who straightens their hair, they might not be able to wear that same dress as well when their hair is straight because the it's not balancing them as much. It's not it's not um, translating over their you know their hair texture in the in the pattern. So just being aware of these things, you know, and 
you know, somebody who's wearing a lot of makeup and, you know, let's say they have a lot of pattern or a lot of freckles in their face and that kind of pattern looks really good on them. Um, but then they're wearing makeup that you don't see that pattern. So they might not be able to do as much of that kind of pattern as they would do if they were wearing less makeup. I just like to teach my clients to look, to look at themselves um, and to, you know, and to just, and use that and use that in their pattern and also to not let their clothing wear them and not get lost. You know, the, the main idea that I teach my clients is that they are the picture, their face, their body, and clothing is just the frame. It's just there to enhance you. And if you put a heavy frame on a delicate picture or you put, you know, a delicate frame on a, you know, heavier, more intense picture, it's going to get lost. And it's really important to see yourself and to know yourself and then using your clothing to balance that. So yeah. you'll always, you know, kind of like perfectly be framing your picture. Well, wow, you put it so eloquently. It's, uh, I agree completely. Uh, there are times personally, you know, I can't, I don't, I don't feel that I can necessarily wear like super, like things that are either oversized or something that has like, uh, I'm a very petite person, you know, I'm mm-hmm. five feet. So I feel, I do feel like certain things I can't carry because right. it just overwhelms me. And I think that even, right. you know, like I have a short shaitel and I have a long shaitel. So mm-hmm. there are times when I'll put an outfit on and I put the short shaitel on and I say, hmm. Then I put the long one on with it and I'm like, oh, okay, this, this goes with it much better. And then vice versa. Right. So, well, that's a whole different, that's a whole different, that's a whole different conversation <laughs> um, <laughs> with proportion. Right. You know, there's, there's a happy proportions and there are uncomfortable proportions. Um, and there's a mathematical equation that can teach you proportions. A perfectly proportioned person is made up of eight heads, meaning your head eight times. Okay. okay so if you see like, you know, they see these, they have these pictures, you could Google it and they have these, you know, a person, a perfectly proportioned person and how the proportion is. So, you know, a person who's short could actually still be perfectly proportioned within you know, because your head is smaller maybe than somebody who, who's taller. But most people are not perfectly proportioned. And when someone is not perfectly proportioned, you want to see where your, um, you know, where your proportion is kind of like a little more misproportionate, and then you can balance it. For example, I have a very long torso, and my legs in comparison are not as long. So I always have to wear things that are high-waisted because it fixes the proportion. It makes the eye see that I'm actually longer on the bottom and that the proportion looks more pleasing even without knowing why. You know, and your short shaitel is creating a certain kind of proportion and your longer shaitel is creating another one. So based on the proportion of your head, how it looks with a short shaitel or how it looks with the long shaitel, the proportion of your whole body is going to be a little bit different. So part of what I do in, you know, more of an extensive style um, session is I look at the proportions of a person and I help the person balance it and figure out what kind of um, tricks, you know, visual camouflaging tricks um, that they can use to look the most proportionate. Wow. So that that's definitely very interesting. And getting back to color, um, 
for the fall, I did see a lot of lavender, which I love, and this mm-hmm. uh, muted green that they're showing. Mm-hmm. What color trends are you excited about? Okay, so <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with trends. Um, part of that is because I see clients and I see their coloring and I see that no two clients can wear the same coloring. And I also see that when there are certain color trends and people end up buying trends as opposed to a trend that works for them, people end up having a lot of items in their closet, you know, that was on trend, but, you know, they don't end up wearing it past that season. And even in that season that they're wearing it, it's not the best for them. Um, so, you know, as long as the trend works for you and it's not just something that's, you know, trending and looks good on other people, um, you know, I'm all for it. I'm excited for the fall. I love, personally, I love fall colors. I'm excited that brown is coming back. Um, and the more seasons that they bring brown in, the more my clients who look amazing in brown will be um, reaffirmed that brown, that brown is now back. <laughs> they can wear it. Um, that always makes me happy. Um, you know, some other colors that I love, there's some really beautiful neutral tone blush colors. Um, crab apple it's called that's coming back this next season that I love a lot of people can wear it it's kind of like that neutral tone blush I just like that the, actually the colors of this coming season are really pretty um, they're a little more feminine and I just love that that's yeah from you know for me beautiful colors are everything yeah and it's interesting because as I do this um, I'm learning that Trend is 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 a bad word in the fashion world. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> it's definitely in the color world. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you can still like within those trends, like you said, you just have to find pick and choose and find. Yes. Obviously, yes. staying true. Just stay true to yourself and to what looks yes. good on you and what makes you feel yes. good. That's <laughs> the most important thing. Yes. What do you think about? modest fashion in general and do you think I think it's yeah. yeah go ahead go ahead no what's the rest of the question <laughs> no just that I wanted to ask if there's anything that you feel is um lacking in modest fashion and and yeah and how how you think you know the whole um because now it's a big you know more and more designers are being inclusive and you know, they're trying to have a lot of modest clothing out there for us, but I think there's still some, you know, piece things that are missing. So what do you think? Okay, so there's a couple, you know, first of all, I'm very excited about this, um, you know, new trend of modern fashion, and, of modest fashion, and how, um, you know, also that there's lots of new, you know, from fashion labels and, you know, just, just, more and more companies opening up, making news clothing available, much more available than it has ever been, ever. Um, that being said, I would love to see more of these, you know, SNES fashion labels kind of up the game a little bit. You know, anytime a company just starts, um, I find that they try to source cheaper materials. And I think it's really important, you know, especially when you're being covered up and you're ready you know, wearing things that cover, you know, your knees and your elbows and your collarbone and everything like that for the fabrics to be beautiful and comfortable and breathable. 
Um, I know it's, it's, it's a personal pet peeve of mine that a lot of these, um, you know, Spanish fashion companies are sourcing cheaper fabrics. I get it. You know, they're trying to keep their price points lower um, and their margins higher, but I think it's a mistake because I think that clothing that, you know, is more wearable and more comfortable, it will, you know, stand the test of time and it will uplift the labels. Um, and I just, I would love to see things that are, you know, a little diff- more different and kind of like breaking out of the box a little, love to see a little more creativity. Um, a lot of, I think a lot of the Spanish fashion labels are doing a lot of the same thing. Um, and on the runway, some of the, you know, some of the fashion, Spanish fashion stuff are getting the proportions a little wrong. You know, having worn Spanish our whole lives, we understand, you know, what you have to do to make things look a little more normal. And, um, you know, when you have a perfectly proportioned model, it's not always wearable because, you know, most people are not perfectly proportioned. And when you're a little more covered up, it's a little harder to have, you know, to, to kind of like camouflage an outfit. I'm not sure if I'm being clear with what I'm saying. Um, but, you know, I would like things to be, have like real wearability. Yeah, I agree. And I just think that, you know, I'd like to see more interesting silhouettes, you know, like, yes. like you're yes, saying, absolutely. <laughs> you know, interesting themes, different details, different, like, you know, just not everything needs to be a shift dress or like, right. you know, a jersey, whatever, yeah. you know. Yes. I, I would also I, love yeah. for, you know, to get some petite sizing and plus sizing. Some, some companies are doing it, but as of right now, with petite sizing and Tania fashion, it's very, very, very hard to find. And I would love for somebody to do that. I think there's a huge market for it, and I think that it would do very well. Wow, that's actually a really great point. Um, you know, that's definitely something. I hope anybody listening out there, all, all you guys, all you <laughs> take this into account. So, um, but yeah, and in terms of the future of fashion, what excites you the most about that? It's an interesting question. Um, so I think the thing that excites me the most is also the thing that I dislike the most, um, is that anything goes, you know, and at this point in fashion, you know, we see all kinds of interesting things and anything goes, the negative side is also anything goes on the positive side that I feel like people, um, you know, are breaking out of, you know, kind of like the rules of the way that things needed to be or have always been. And I'm, in, I'm excited to see, you know, the positive of what could come from that. Right. So now there's just a lot more freedom. Um, and you could, you know, you feel like you could just run with your imagination and run with anything, but at the same time, you know, there's still, like, there's still a balance. That's... Yes. It's important to keep that... to keep that in mind. And one last question. Yeah. What's the favorite thing... What's your favorite thing about what you do? That's a good question. My favorite thing about what I do is... I had a client recently who thought there was something wrong with her because every time she went shopping, she couldn't find clothing. And she, even if we you know whatever she would buy, she just never felt good in what she wore. 
we did her colors, and she has very, 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 very specific colors, and her colors are very hard to find. And she, she told me, she sent me a message after, and she said, you know, you finally made me feel good about myself. She said, I always thought there was something wrong with me. And now I realize that there was actually something wrong with the clothing and that it wasn't me. And she said, I've never felt so good in my whole life. I, I feel good every day. I, you know, even when I put on a tuffle, I feel good because it's the right color. And to me, there's nothing better. There's nothing better in the world than helping a person to look and feel their best, especially, you know, I have, you know, a wide range of clientele, but a lot of my clients are mothers and, you know, just women who are working hard and, um, you know, it's just nice for, for, you know, to help, to help these women to just feel and look their best and to just be able to, you know, feel good and feel strong and, um, feel in tune with themselves, with who they are and, you know, how they want to present that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's true, you know, it gives, it's giving them the self-confidence and the feeling of being empowered. And especially in the modest world, you know, yes. to give them that, that sense that they could be covered up but with the tools that you're giving them, you know, they can feel, they can still feel attractive and, you know, amazing and powerful. So that's, that's great to hear. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and opening up, you know, our eyes to a whole different aspect of of fashion. So thanks again. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Once again, I wanted to give a huge shout out to Hanshi Malecki. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, on to our five fab finds. So, the first for this week is from Shein, and it's their tie neck solid flare dress. It comes in the prettiest pink, and it is long sleeves. Fit and flare silhouette, midi length, and the fabric has, it says it has stretch. And if you go onto their site, you can see pictures of people wearing it. And it just looks like the classiest, perfect, um, you know, in-between dress for when the seasons are starting to change and you really don't know what to wear. So again, you can find the tie neck style flare dress. The link to it is always going to be on my blog. Okay, let's keep going. The second five fab find is from H&M. And it's a jacket with a tie belt, and it's in faux leather, so fake leather and light brown. And I just love how rich it looks. The color is so beautiful. And it has really cute big pockets on the bottom. There's actually four pockets on this jacket. So anyway, it's not available in stores, but you can order it online. And I just love it as another alternative. It's not a bomber jacket. It's a little bit longer. 
um, goes to like about your like mid uh, like hip the past your hips so it's like hitting you a little bit past your hips in between your hips and your knees anyway so it's a gorgeous collared jacket with a tie belt also from H&M moving on to the third fab find is a cape collar H&M is doing an amazing collaboration now and it's man show by H&M and this collar is adorable it has like black three black layers a tie by the neck and what I love about collars is that you can take the simplest sheath dress put a collar on top and you've transformed your look completely so I think it's beautiful and I would go get it it says that in it's available in uh, I think I just saw Soho is the nearest one if I'm not mistaken uh, you can go online yes Soho you can go online and double check that it's available there okay now very very important accessory for me is to have a great belt and we are now up to our fourth fab find it's a metallic mesh belt from Topshop it's available at Nordstrom and it has like a really nice it's silver and it's a mesh belt so I just like that it has not only does it have the silver mesh it also has a snake embossed accent to it and it gives like any look a little bit of that punk vibe that they've been showing a lot on the runway and punk is something that is very hard to achieve I think um a complete look of punk because it's just not for everyone and um you have to be able to do it in a in a way that's still classy so a belt like this totally fits the bill and um can really you know add a dose of style to your look and last but not least our last five that find is from express it's their high-waisted clean pencil skirt it comes in navy blue bright pink and cobblestone which is like a neutral blush color so i think that this skirt is perfect for pairing with any blazer any jacket uh, a deconstructed suit look this skirt is bomb and it's 59 dollars, and it's a midi length so again like I said, all of the Fab Five finds can be found on my blog, thefashiondetour.com. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's interview with Khan Shimaleki. She really opened up my eyes in terms of color and how much our the color that we have on ourselves can dictate you know, what we should wear and how to look our best. I hope you guys have a great fashionable week.